Welcome to Fresh Take, your favorite weekly podcast that delivers a healthy dose of information pertaining to healthy lifestyles, organic and sustainable agriculture, and numerous topics related to the environment. Thanks for tuning in. Our industry experts are here to provide you with a fresh take on topics that can help you optimize your lifestyle and well-being. Our topic today is farmers market. My name is Ray Chan. I'm the board president for Florida Organic Growers and Consumer Inc. Today we have two guests here. One is Jessica Stai, who is the director of education and outreach from Florida Organic Growers and Consumer Inc. And Craig Frost, who is the CEO for Breeze Organic. So farmers market. How's everybody feel about farmers market? I love farmers markets. I think they're very important and they're essential to our society. And I think in the U.S. Uh, now we are more and more, you know, organization try to set up farmers market. I think it's an economic mechanism to promote, you know, local uh, business to kind of join together and create a fun and kind of active kind of environment, and and it's starting to create a different experience. Uh, for people to come out and hang out, it's more community thing. Absolutely, I see more and more people come out, and it's not just shopping. But like you said, it's to bring the family out and really enjoy the experience of being at the market, uh, visiting each vendor, seeing what they have to offer, listening to the music, and networking and coming together as a community to just talk and be one. Yeah, and you know, there are some interesting fun facts, you know, regarding uh, farmers market. Uh, there are total. Uh, based on the survey, that total about 6,890 farmers market nationwide. In Florida, we have about 400 farmers market here. So it's pretty common place for people to get together during the weekend. And that becomes kind of a hangout place. A lot of food truck, a lot of, you know, most, most oh, it's a farmers market. So got to have farmers in there. Absolutely. And for me, I get the benefits and the perks. Um, Part of my job as an education outreach director is I get to visit local markets and help the markets develop. Well, I do a needs assessment with them to see what their needs are at that market, help their market grow, and try to educate consumers on the benefits of shopping at a farmer's market and why it's important to not only have access to fresh local food, Uh, But you're supporting your local economy. You're supporting your local farmer. You're putting money back into your own neighborhood where you work and where you live. And so um, for me, it's a great pleasure to get to go to these markets and find out how we at FOG can benefit them um, and whatever their needs are and show them the benefits of joining an association and teach the consumer why connecting with their community is so important. And getting out and buying these fresh local foods is not only something that benefits their household, uh, but like I said, it benefits the economy. Am I correct in saying that um, you're really helping the small farmers by buying from the farmer's market? Absolutely. Um, yeah. Absolutely. I think that to own and operate a farm can be very expensive um, with all that it takes. And it's hard work. I mean, it's very labor intensive. So this provides an outlet for your local farmers um, at any level, small or large, to have a resource to take their produce or herbs or whatever it is they may be growing 
to the market and sell them. And on a week to week basis, I mean, you're going to develop relationships with the other vendors, with the people that come and shop and you see what their needs are. So it gives you the potential to grow your farm by supply and demand. So I think it's a great resource for the farmers to come out and like I said, connect with your community, but you're making some money back. You're putting some money back in your, your pocket to support your family and not just selling to the big corporate chains, but you're feeding your local community. And think about this, you know, how amazing this is. You know, a farmer is harvesting the produce that they're selling in the morning and that could potentially get into your belly in the evening. Tonight, absolutely. You know, nothing could be more fresh than that. Yeah, and, and I think that there's a lot of misunderstanding how, like, you know, because it's seasonal, right? Farmer's market, it you're is. only going to get seasonal products. It is. Like berry season just ended. So where, you know, you would see a lot of berries at the market, you're not going to see that right now, but you're going to see a lot of squash and tomatoes and cucumbers and things that are are being harvested at this time. Yes, and also different regions will have different... Absolutely right. I read online that farmer's markets um, actually have organic farmers. Is that correct? I think most of the farmers selling the farmer's market are organic farmers. I think because of the clientele and, and that, that tend to attract more organic farmers to sell there. And obviously, the smaller organic farmers, the reason they want to sell in the farmer's market is that it's becoming a channel, more sta- stable channel for them. You know, they could do a CSA model and they actually, that becomes their drop-off locations. And, and the farmer's market you know, like that, because then they also become the vendor that attract people coming into farmer's market. So it's all creating a synergy kind of between the vendors and, and everybody bring in different people coming in and help each other out. You're absolutely right. And that's the goal. Um, unfortunately, in many of my visits to farmer's markets, though, what's a little disheartening to me is that many markets don't have very many farmers. Um, and don't get me wrong, a farmer's market that has many different vendors is great. I mean, to be able to walk around and have variety, variety is a spice of life. Um, but the whole goal of a farmer's market is to have access to fresh local foods. And so, you know, to have people that have soaps and honey and pretzels and food, great, that's wonderful. But our goal is to really help support the farmer and to provide fruit and vegetable and locally grown food for the community. And uh, like I said, when I visit markets, I find that there may be two out of 10 vendors that are farmers. So our goal here at Fog is to really support the farmer, educate them and do all that we can to help them see the benefit of selling their produce at a farmer's market. And for the consumers to also, you know, tell your local, your managers at your farmer's markets, hey, you know, this is what we're looking for. This is what we'd like to see. Do you have anybody you can connect with? Is there any way that, you know, you can get more farmers? We'd like to buy this, you know, make a, make a request to your market managers because at the end of the day, they're the ones that can make it happen. And I think diversify uh, in terms of produce and crops or, or things like that. Only local farmer could do it because a lot of specialty crops, they could grow uh, based on consumer demands or they could kind of work with, you know, like a chef to kind of come up with new dishes. And I think that's a very powerful combination between the chefs and farmers. Mm-hmm. They could work together to create new dishes, new test palette for the consumers. 
and that's why you know a lot of farmers market you also see this uh, kitchen demos. Yes, I love that you bring that up, Ray, because actually uh, this is something that's really near and dear to me, and I'm working on right now. So one of the things that we're pushing really hard for um, is for each market to be a part of a farmers market association because there's a lot of benefits associated with that from vendor training and uh, technical support. But one of the things that we're really pushing for are the cooking demonstrations Mm -hmm. because there are a lot of people that would probably buy more produce if they knew how to prepare it. How do I get this and incorporate it into my meal? How do I take this home and make my kids eat it? So what we're looking to do is have farmers who are willing to donate some of their produce and have um, a demonstrator, me, or, you know, somebody, somebody else come out and set up a 20 minute demonstration where they actually show you, this is how you take this straight from the market and put it into a meal. Mm -hmm. And, you know, who doesn't have 20 minutes to watch something that's going to benefit your family, give you a recipe and, you know, teach you something in the making that you can take home and put your own twist and spin on it and make it unique to you. So um, I think, again, that's beneficial to the farmer because it's getting their produce sold, but it's beneficial to you as a consumer to have different recipes and different ways to prepare foods to take home and feed your family. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's another interesting factor. Um, Basically, um, in farmer's market, they also, there's program that from SNAP program actually uh, based on statistics, um, uh, what in two thousand, what does SNAP mean? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, SNAP means it's a federal supplemental nutrition assistance program. Okay. And this is basically targeting, you know, family with uh, difficulties, uh, lower income families, that they could utilize that program to get more nutritious in, uh, ingredients. So, how would you go about getting one of those? Um, basically, you have to be certified in order to get the, uh, receive that benefit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's being reviewed based on your incomes, uh, household numbers, and, and things like that. Okay. Uh, but again, you know, there are $20 million in SNAP programs that are being distributed uh, in 2016. Okay, good. So, like, uh, regular consumers could apply for this, though? Uh, yes. Yes. Um, okay. Regular consumers can apply. I'll simplify it a little bit Mm -hmm. and take it back for Mm -hmm. some of us who um, are a little bit older. Mm -hmm. SNAP is the equivalent of food stamps. Okay. Same thing. All right. Um, So we should put a a, a link in the show notes for people who are interested Mm -hmm. in in doing further research if they want to look up that. Um, Right. They would just go to Access My Florida, um, and there would be all of the information they need to apply. Like I said, it is, for like Bray was saying, for lower-income families. FARC also operated a $3 million grant from SNAP programs um, to introduce the SNAP into the local farmer's market. Right now, we also partner with Feeding Florida to continue the next, the second phase of this grant. And, and we're very happy to introduce this because that is a way of helping low-income families and also helping local farmers because that provides them additional channel to help, uh, you know, to sell and then a wider, a broader. And then so now, like, the low-income families, they're not eating junks. They're eating organic food. And they also, there's a requirement. So they have to buy fresh produce uh, and cook home, I mean, cook for their kids or their families. So it's not like you can buy canned stuff, uh, organic. No, I mean, you have to buy fresh produce. So really helping out the local farmers that 
you know, harvest the, the produce in the morning and then provide to these families. Right. And it actually goes a little bit deeper than that. So to touch back on what you were saying, Craig, and to kind of incorporate what Ray was saying um, as well. So step one is you would have to be able to be um, a SNAP recipient. You have to be approved and receive SNAP benefits. Uh, step two is you've got to find a market that actually accepts SNAP. Uh, not all markets accept SNAP benefits or EBT, as it's often called. Um, so you have to find a market that actually s- accepts SNAP EBT. And you have some markets where some vendors will and some will not. They're typically marked with signage at their booth. And then to take it even further into what Ray was talking about. So the program that FOG has operated and now partners with Feeding Florida on is actually called the FAB program. It's Fresh Access Bucks. And what that program does is if you are a SNAP EBT recipient, you can come to a farmer's market that accepts these benefits and we will double your purchasing power up to 40 bucks. So you may only have $10 to spend. That's all you have. And you've got to feed your family. If you come to a farmer's market, come to one of the SNAP EBT booths, slide your card, we're going to give you $20. Now, you can't just take that $20 and go to your local corner store and buy what you want to buy. That's not how it works. You would take your $20, um, so you would have $10 of your regular regular benefits is what you you slid. And you can spend that on anything at the market. If you want to do pretzels, honey, peanuts, that's your choice. But when we double your purchasing power and give you the 10 extra dollars, that's to spend on fresh produce. So we're taking and doubling you know, what families have to spend. And like Ray said, that's putting more healthy food on your table. That's taking uh, families that are already struggling and giving them more support to be able to eat and have healthy choices. Um, and it's also giving farmers the opportunity to say, okay, well, you know, we're, we know that we're doing something good. We're feeding families. We're feeding children. I think that every child should have access to fresh, healthy food. Um, no child should have to not be able to taste oranges and apples and grapes. And I mean, that's, every child should have that. So it's really an important program. Um, I support it fully. I think that it's extremely important that we are supporting people who are right now having a hard time supporting themselves and giving them a tool and a resource to be able to have access to nutritious foods. What great information. Are there any other benefits? Yeah, and the other benefit of this is really to let the kids understand where the food is coming from. Yes. You know, instead of seeing pizza being warmed up in microwave, they know where tomato is coming from. They will actually see the produce and understand how it looks like when the parents bring home. And then and understand, you know, you have to cut and prepare and do everything, the whole process in order to make it into a meal. Yeah, and also there are a lot of vegetables you will see in a farmer's market that you will not see in the supermarket. Mm-hmm. Well, and the vegetables that you see at the farmer's market are going to be a lot more beautiful than in the supermarket. The colors are going to be more vibrant. You're mm-hmm. going to be able to smell them, and the taste is phenomenal. And again, it doesn't really need to go through all this chemical process, try to preserve it during yeah. the you know, shipment. You know, you think about all these oranges shipping from California. Like, how do they keep it fresh? There's something that has to do in order to keep it fresh for that long, you know, transportation time. Absolutely. If we can just get it here locally, 
you know, they don't need to do all that process. So you're eating less chemicals is better for you uh, health-wise. Yeah, and, and, and also I wanted to talk about is uh, the difference between Europe and America's system. So the, the system that the Europeans um, uh, sort of uh, have is usually the city is supported by local farmers. Uh, it's much more regional, especially in Italy. So you live in a city, uh, you're not really getting the produce from a different section of Italy or a different right. country in Europe. Right. You're pretty much getting only the the what there's available in the local farms. Um, and that's in the stores. That's, you know, there's less change in Italy than there is in America, but, you know, that's how they get the produce. And that sort of system kind of leads to lower quantity because the produce goes off quicker. So th- they're buying at a smaller quantity yeah. and there is always the risk of not having any, but that's just part of the culture. Like if you go to a supermarket in America and there's no tomatoes, it's outrageous. Whereas in Italy, you go into a supermarket four in the afternoon and there's no tomatoes, it's not outrageous because what do you think? You waited until four in the afternoon. And it's kind of part of their culture. And I think that's a, a huge element, the difference between um, America and Europe. Um, and I, I believe, you know, you should, you know, like you said earlier, Ray, you said they cut the plant in the morning and you eat it in the evening. I like that. Yeah. I think, you know, nothing could be as fresh as that, you know, like going to going to the farmer's market purchase. I mean, Asia, uh, what we do is the, the market open every day. People in Asia, because it's so dense, you know, you don't have big refrigerators. You don't have another freezers outside in the garage area. Try to fit all the food that you buy for maybe two weeks um, of the supply, right? Um, the, the habit of them is I go to the market in the morning. I buy meat. I buy, you know, the, day, the, the things I want to cook for that day. So the mom is always like, okay, today I'm going to do this, 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 this. So the so the parents the parents buy for the meals for that day. Yeah, so they go to the market and buy fresh meat, um, buy fr- fresh produce, fruit, and all that. Bring it home, small. You know, like everybody's walking around, not driving around, right? Mm-hmm. So you get two bags walking home across the street, and then that's your house, and and that's the experience we all have. And I think, you know, farmers market wise, you know, you always need to think about it's a business. It is a business. You know, it's a it's a business of how do you introduce different vendors and then that will create uh, a rippling effect or like this cluster effect to help all the vendor out. I, I think there are different focus. For example, there is a Asian produce market uh, over in Lago area. That basically you'll see all kinds of different variety of Asian produce there. You know, you can buy specialty gingers. You can buy something that you only see in Asia. And that creates a thing, you know. So uh, that's why I think, you know, if you have 
400 farmers market everybody's all the same then nobody's thinking about moving around going to explore other locations and, and things like that so like here in Tampa area we have Sanpi farmers market we have that Asian market in Largo area and now there's a new one pops out in, in amateur work and it's called farmers market although I don't think they have farmers there at this point but it's more like a uh, a vendor kind of environment and it's you know but but again you know I, that i think that's what our organization trying to do you know fog is trying to do is hey how how we make farmer understand this is a great opportunity for them to go in and test the market they need to find their st- special niche special cu- cu- clientele and and that's how they survive. I mean, well, we have people grow microgreens, you know. And you, what what can you do with microgreen? You can juice them, right? You can create a lot of different product out of them. Uh, but you just need to be creative, be entrepreneur to to understand how you utilize that channel to kind of go in. And, and that's why people come to those places as well. They could find unique stuff, uh, something they never seen before, and or you know something that tastes good. Mm-hmm. We should have an episode where we bring in a very successful farmer and specifically go over all the different successful actions and different activities other farmers can do to to succeed at farmers market. Specifically, you know, so if any of the listeners are farmers, they can learn about that. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely, I think it'd be a great idea to do that, and maybe to bring in uh, maybe a farmers market manager as well. Mm-hmm. So that way, you know, to strengthen relationships between farmers and the market managers. Of course. Um, so they can learn how they can each benefit each other. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, like I said, that's one of our goals at FOG, which, you know, Ray knows um, that we're working on, is we really want to strengthen connections. Definitely. Sometimes you go to some of these farmers markets and there's only, like, two farmers. So, you know, sometimes, like you said, in um, that one farmers market, there's zero farmers. So... There's still some work to be done to really connect the, f- the small farmers to uh, operating farmers market. Well, that's a big part of what I do. Like I said, I really encourage markets and farmers to join the farmers, the Florida Farmers Market Association in particular, but a farmers market association for their state because it really will give you the access to different tools and resources that are available to help you vendors with training. Um, it'll you know help create stronger networks in your community build relationships and that's what we're really working to do and I think that you know as we get in and we we can get a farmer and a market manager I would love to to come back and sit on the panel and really discuss the benefits of joining the farmers market association and the importance of it yeah I think you know our next uh, next episode uh, still going to be related to farmers market and I, I believe there's a very important component which is food, food safety uh, I think we'll, we'll de- designate another episode specifically for the food safety of the farmers market. Um, what, what kind of things that they go through in order to under you know to to guarantee the food sell sell in farmers market is is meeting the standards. And yeah. that's a big part of too of joining the farmers market association is we educate the consumers, uh, the market managers, and the vendors on the importance of food safety and the the guidelines and the protocols that they need to follow. Great. Yeah, the managers of the farmer's market really need to pay good attention to that. Definitely. Well, like I said, we set up very educational uh, trainings for them, for the vendors, the market managers, um, and even the consumers if they like to join.
Thank you guys for listening to today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed the conversation as much as we did. As many of you already know, FOG is a 501c3 not-for-profit organization, which means we need your help to keep all of our content free to the public. Please consider making a tax-deductible donation today. We would really appreciate your support. 